This is the podcast that rocked for November 15th, 2023. My name is Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocked. We cover news that dropped in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. And this week, I want to discuss the super safe and super bland choices the Grammys chose for 2024. This year's nominees were released just this past week since the last podcast upload. And for the rock and metal categories and the alternative categories, they are obscenely safe to the point of only choosing names that have been around for quite a while outside of like one or two few choices. I'm going to go over some of the lists, not all of them, but I do want to go over some of the categories they chose from and point out a few things that make my thoughts clear, but also make the point for just how out of touch and reliant on old names the recording industry and the Grammys are. Within all these categories discussed, the most talked about was the best metal performance. This did include Spirit Box with the song Jaded off of the recent EP, The Fear of Fear. I would like Spirit Box to win over the other names listed. However, I doubt it's going to happen. Along with the best metal performance nominees in Spirit Box, there is Slipknot, Hive Mind, Metallica, 72 Seasons, Ghost, the cover of Phantom of the Opera, and Disturbed, Bad Man. Bad Man is a terrible song, and Phantom of the Opera is a really good cover, but again, it's a cover. And Slipknot's Hive Mind, I really enjoyed off the end so far, but regardless of how much I want Jaded to win for Spirit Box, it won't matter because Metallica's nominated. I've said for years, Metallica is the safe go-to for the Grammys, and it always will be. It's been that way for decades. I said months ago on the podcast that Metallica would get several nominations. They're going away with at least one, possibly more Grammys after this year. So take that for what it's worth. But when you're going up against Metallica, no one else in the recording academy and the voting panel and the people that contribute for past winners, industry executives, things like that, they're all going to go for the common name. That's Metallica. Most of the people voting do not even know who Spirit Box is, let alone have heard the song Jaded. It's unfortunate, but yeah, I just see Metallica winning. And if I'm wrong, great. Feel free to come back and tell me so, but... Yeah, I just don't see it. For best rock performance, more of the common names, including Metallica with the song Lux Eterna, Foo Fighters Rescued, Black Pumas, More Than a Love Song, Arctic Monkeys, Sculptures of Anything Goes, and Boy Genius, Not Strong Enough. Boy Genius got many nominations, both Boy Genius and Phoebe Bridger Solo, but at the same time, I don't think they're going to win best rock performance. I think that's going to Lux Eterna from Metallica. It'd be nice to see Foo Fighters get something off of But Here We Are, whether it's this one or for best album, that we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, again, Metallica's on the list. Metallica is most likely going to win. For best rock song, we have Angry from the Rolling Stones. More proof that the Grammys only rely on the old names. The Rolling Stones in 2023 and 2024. Okay. Bout of a Homeschool Girl from Olivia Rodrigo. Emotion Sickness for Queens of the Stone Age. Not Strong Enough from Boy Genius. And Rescued from Foo Fighters. See, this one doesn't have Metallica, so someone actually has a chance. While I do feel Boy Genius will win something throughout the year, I also feel they're going to be the always the bridesmaid, never the bride situation where they get a ton of nominations and don't win anything. I could see Rescued getting this one for Foo Fighters. I don't know why, but I just see Foo Fighters pulling it off on here. For best rock album, but here we are, Foo Fighters, Starcatcher, Greta Van Fleet, Metallica, 72 Seasons, Paramore, This Is Why, and Queens of the Stone Age and Times New Roman. Of these five albums, I think But Here We Are is the best album of the five listed, and I've heard them all. I'd have nothing against This Is Why, Paramore, I have nothing against Queens of the Stone Age and Times New Roman. Queens of the Stone Age actually tried something different. However, Metallica's on the list, and I do see Metallica pulling this one off also. It's not because 72 Seasons is awful, it's just because of the name tied to it. Best alternative 
alternative music performance we have always with Belinda Says, Body Paint from Arctic Monkeys, Cool About It from Boy Genius, Lana Del Rey's A&W, and Paramore's This Is Why. I see this going to either This Is Why from Paramore or Cool About It from Boy Genius. Boy Genius could actually pull this one off, but Paramore is also an established name, so it's between those two. Nothing against Arctic Monkeys, but yeah, the car just didn't do a ton for me. Finally, best alternative music album, The Car from Arctic Monkeys, The Record from Boy Genius, Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard from Lana Del Rey, Cracker Island from Gorillaz, and I Inside the Old Year Dying from PJ Harvey. I did not hear the PJ Harvey album. While I did enjoy Cracker Island, it's not Gorillaz best. The singles were great on it though. I do think this one could go either to Arctic Monkeys or Gorillaz. I also could go to the record for Boy Genius again, same situation as previously, but they like the established names and Arctic Monkeys and Gorillaz are already established for the Academy and Grammys and everything else. These are some of the categories and listings for rock, alternative metal. Do you understand what I'm saying about how safe the Grammys played it this year? Even in the metal category, safe. They did not want to even chance putting names on here that no one's ever heard of. They went for the names they recognized and were already associated with. By doing so, it keeps the Grammys, the many Grammys give out every year, giving to the same people, making them more rare for other groups and artists to get. And it's a shame because Metallica, I don't think deserves a Grammy in 2024, but they'll give it to them. Arctic Monkeys, the Rolling Stones, you know, these are names that have been established for so long. Foo Fighters, and I, the bias for Foo Fighters put out such a great album after so many tragedies. I understand that. Foo Fighters have been around since 96. It's the unwillingness to give any attention to new names outside of Spirit Box and Boy Genius. And that's kind of rough. In festival news and responses, When We Were Young 2024 has been released for next year for October 2024. The massive one-day Las Vegas festival is so popular now that they can advertise a year in advance, and that's pretty impressive. The other impressive thing is that this time, the festival will feature full album performances from some of the artists' famous albums of yesteryear. That includes the Black Parade from My Chemical Romance in entirety, as well as Fall Out Boy playing Select Hicks, A Day to Remember playing Homesick in entirety, Full albums from Dashboard Confessional, Pierce the Veil, The Use, Simple Plan, Coheed and Cambria, The All-American Rejects, Jimmy Eat World, and so many more that it's hard to really list them off. It's an impressive lineup. It's a good idea. I hope they can keep improving when we were young in the festival grounds and how it's run. Some of the backlash over this past week, however, is the female inclusion. Of the 40-plus bands performing in one day... Only five bands have a woman in the band lineup. Five. That's not exactly a lot of inclusion in such a stacked lineup. And it's kind of impressive that they went around so much. And I know talent buyers and the agencies that work with Live Nation to put on when we were young don't always have a lot of say of what bands they can choose from and reach out to. But the fact that they have so many bands performing a unique festival like this and a unique gimmick for a one-day festival are relying on only the men. I mean, really relying on only the men. I'm not saying it's not worth it to go to this festival. If I live closer to it, I would definitely be more interested. Las Vegas is extremely expensive. I can't imagine a festival in Vegas not being expensive that way. But it is worth pointing out that, wow, some of the festivals of the past that have been announced over the past few months really do focus more on male domination. And I don't think that's intentional, but it does go to show there's not as many women in rock and metal bands that are getting spotlight as probably deserve the spotlight. 
In updated news, last week we talked about Slipknot parting ways with Jay Weinberg and an extremely surprising move. That came from Slipknot's own personal accounts before they were removed. Well, over the past week and since the last podcast, we heard from Jay, and it turns out it was not a mutual parting of the ways. It was definitely Jay getting the phone call two days after their final performance in Mexico. Jay was going to be let go. And to quote him just from some of some of his posts that he made in a very well-worded post, I was heartbroken and blind to receive the phone call that I did on the morning of November 5th, the news of which most of you learned shortly after. However, I've been overwhelmed by and truly grateful for the outpouring of love and support I received from this incredible community I consider to be my creative and artistic home. This is not the ending of the journey I've dreamt of and committed myself to seeing through, not by a long shot, but despite the confusion and sadness, there is something that's provided an equal amount of comfort. For many of you reading this, 10 years ago, we weren't yet acquainted, and now we are. For that, I'm thankful um, in ways I'll never be able to fully express. This isn't the end and I'm thrilled to discover what the future has in store for us. Thank you. That was from Jay, and I only read a few passages from his statement that he posted on all his socials. One very classy, well-written post to regard such terrible, unfortunate news. Literally getting fired from your dream band. For those who are not aware, Jane Weinberg's been a fan since he was 10 years old, meeting the band with Max Weinberg. Max Weinberg being the drummer for Conan O'Brien, for Bruce Springsteen, all that. And to be let go because they want to have a different creative and artistic future. It does beg the question, what is next for Slipknot? Craig Jones left earlier this year of his own free will after being with the band for 20 plus years. And I don't have any inside information and I still love Slipknot, but it does make me wonder, what is the band going to do next? What's the next step? What's the plan? Where would they go from here? Slipknot already announced a few festival appearances for 2024, that including Sick New World and Welcome to Rockville, with probably more coming. I'm just not sure where it goes for new music-wise, creative direction that they're trying to go for. We'll find out eventually. All I'm saying is, I think Jay's going to do fine with whatever project, band he's a part of, whatever he decides to do. I just hope all parties are happy going forward, and I'm really happy that Jay Weinberg got so much support after all this as well. It wasn't finger-pointing, it wasn't calling him out for stuff. I think people realize, you know, he is a good drummer and he's going to do well. News from Starset, who have been on hiatus for a little bit as Mr. Dustin Bates has been in the writing process. He's announced Immersion, the final chapter. Starset mastermind Dustin Bates announced the release date for his second novel, A Brief History of the Future, launching April 8th, 2024, alongside the tour Immersion, the final chapter. This novel will follow the Prox transmissions released in 2016, also written by Bates, which had a Marfic graphic novel of the same name in 2017. I read the book. It was an interesting read. It'll be interesting to see what... Interesting to see where he's going with this for the next novel, as well as getting to see a good tour announcement. Maybe we'll get more new music announcements. We had the great single of Star Set with Breaking Benjamin that went to number one on the rock charts. Waiting on the Sky to Change was a fun song. I do hope they announce more dates than what they've listed. They'll be touring starting April 6th in Nashville, Tennessee, going all the way to May 16th in Chicago, Illinois. So over a month of touring and we might see festival and other appearances after that. I'm just hoping for new music. Star Set's pretty good about keeping a lid on things until stuff's ready to post so i wouldn't expect leaks interesting to see what we have for star set coming in 2024 
In more touring news, Judas Priest announced Invisible Shield, the new album coming in 2024. There's already a single out now, and they announced the Invisible Shield tour with Sabaton. Interesting that Sabaton and Judas Priest have toured together before, shortly after pandemic ended, and they're doing the same tour again, this time in some of the same areas. Starting April 18th in Connecticut, ending in Syracuse, New York, May 22nd. They're going throughout the U.S., mostly the Midwest and the East Coast, and some of the South. You can check out more information on their website and socials. Check Judas Priest live. I'd Regardless of the of the set list they go through, Judas Priest is still great live. It's so much fun. Sabaton is a blast as well. This is a band that you'll be kicking yourself if you don't see live before it's too late. It's just a part of life. Some bands get older and Judas Priest has been around for 50 years. So go see Judas Priest if you haven't yet. And one more tour that got announced today in a very unique situation. Breaking Benjamin will be doing an unplugged acoustic set tour featuring Keith Allen. I think that's interesting because Breaking Benjamin has not put out any new stuff in several years. And Benjamin Burnley and Company will be doing a 10-day sta, a 10-day tour acoustic starting at Norfolk, Virginia and ending in Biloxi, Mississippi, going through the east and then through the south. Don't know if that means new Breaking Benjamin music will be happening, but it has been quite a while since we've heard new material. Breaking Benjamin went on tour with Disturbed this past summer in one of the most profitable tours of the year, apparently. So it'll be interesting to see what Mr. Burnley and company have for us in 2024 outside of an unplugged tour. That'll be all for this week's The Podcast That Rocked. Big thanks to my patrons and special thanks to Chris Doman, Brandon Bruce, Mars Hunter, and Dom Noble. You can get weekly new music playlists and see videos early by supporting Rocked on Patreon and through YouTube memberships. Two or three dollars a month goes a long way to support the channel. Thank you again for all the support and also thank you for everyone who has responded favorably to the new video on regretting the past for falling in reverse the drug of me is you. The charity for GLAAD is still open on that page. We've had a pretty good reception so far and we'll end with the same note I ended with regretting the past. Every dollar you donate to glad is one transphobe being told to go screw themselves. <laughs>